whites suffer insidious forms of violence, exploitation, and abuse. Violence against children knows no boundaries. It happens in every country and in the places children should be most protected, their homes, schools, and online. It can be physical, emotional, or sexual, and in most cases, children experience violence at the hands of the people they even trust. And this brings us to today's topic, child protection. Whose responsibility is it? Even when they tend to be suffering in the hands of the people they think should be protecting them. We welcome you to today's episode of Curious Minds Podcast as part of the UNESCO O3 project. And today we are looking at child protection. Whose responsibility? Is it the responsibility of the child? Is it of the parents? Is it of the teachers? The community or who exactly should do this? And so you can drop us a comment on our social media platforms on Facebook, Curious Minds in Ghana, on Twitter at CM Ghana and on Instagram at CM Ghana. Do join us with your experiences and suggest the ways that we can protect children. Maybe you have some experiences or you have some people you think this is not a person that is protected and needs um, some kind of help. And so you can share that also with us. And I have here with me from my right side, Nana Bapetua and Ransford Oswansa and Samuel Kwee. And my name is (laughs) the young person, and my name is Mavis Nakole Ayi. And so we are zooming straight into the discussion because this is um, one area that as young people, it is something we should be mindful of. Otherwise, we'll find young people whom we think that in the next few years, you are the ones to steer the affairs of the nation rather um, not being protected and rather having their rights violated and not developing as expected to be. And so starting with um, um, Ransford, when we talk about uh, protecting a child, mm. who would we see to say that, as for this person, Jie, he doesn't need protection? Do, would we have people like that or mm. someone who is protected? So we we'll use that to measure who now needs um, any form of protection. Who would we describe a child okay. that is protected us okay so even before that i think you have to know who or what child protection means in the first place i'm talking about child protection from uh, you know a professional level uh, <laughs> we say child protection is the safeguarding of children from uh, violence exploitation abuse and neglect and if we are referencing making reference to article 19 which talks, which talks about protection from article 19 that is from the un convention on the rights of the child talks about protection from violence abuse and neglect so the governments must do all they can to ensure that children are protected from all forms of violence, abuse, neglect, and bad treatment by their parents or anyone else who looks after them. So, uh, if I'm to see a child on, if I'm to see a, a, any child randomly, what would push me to say, okay, this child is protected? Is if I find out, okay, uh, first of all, that child uh, has access to education. That child is not being abused, does not uh, have to undergo any form of abuse, be it physical abuse or mental abuse. One would say, How do you see this child is undergoing any, any form of mental abuse? So sometimes the way you even re- uh, interact with people, you know that, oh, this person is having some sort of, uh, uh, is undergoing some sort of mental abuse. You won't know where it's from. Uh, some, some people are even shocked to find out that some children undergo uh, mental abuse even in the schools because some teachers say certain harsh things to them, abuse them verbally and all, uh, as, as part of, uh, you know, 
as part of the normal physical abuse and everything. So I feel. Uh, did, did you just say normal? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it's it's become something normal in our various schools. You go to the school of, of they, which we don't want to accept. Yes, those. so, so that's yes, why we I, are here. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, we know that this is the bad thing to do, but in um in our Ghanaian societies, we've decided to just normalize these things, which is very bad. So basically, one 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 thing we are trying to say is that one thing I am trying to say is that if I see someone out there, it depends on how I see. You see a child, and you you see like yeah, this person is it's happy. You understand? So I feel uh, in our home setting, the communities we have a lot of people in the communities. If you okay. see, you have a friend in the community, you know that. The, ch- the person doesn't get the chance to even go to school. Sometimes, the, pro- the person probably wakes up very early at 4 a.m., works throughout, even comes to school late, doesn't get enough time to... F- doesn't even focus when the teacher is teaching because the, the, that, that particular child has been working throughout the night. You, you, and you also see it yourself because when we close from school, the, ch- the person doesn't even have time to stay for extra classes or something. He goes straight home because he has a yeah, lot of work of to do. To yes, done. and after that... Uh, goes deep into the night to go and work. Ransford, I think, oh. yes, we'll come to um, all of those people who yeah, now yeah. need um, that kind of protection so that we are able to put everyone on the same level and not to say that yeah. this person should have protection and this person should not have. All children are the same. And just like the um, UNCRC t- mm. will tell us that everyone, regardless of their status, should be protected and their rights should equally be respected. Um, Abba, who would you describe as someone or a child that is protected? Um, I think yeah, Ransford has said a lot of things, but I also think that um, a child who is protected is a child that receives love and care from their parents or their guardians. A child who is also receiving some form of education. A child who is not on the street. A child who has access to food, not just any food, but balanced diet or quality food. I think that these are some of the things that can classify a child as protected. Very, very key things that you are raising. Someone who has access to quality food or nutritious food, balanced diet. Hey. Okay, we'll talk about it. Um, Samuel, so yes. talking about a child who is protected, we'll ask that what kind of works should be done or what should be done to ensure that a child is protected, even before we come to the one who doesn't have and needs that protection. What should we be doing to ensure that the descriptions that have been given, we have every child in that bracket or in that category? Well, it initially begins with responsible parenthood, which will mean that the parents should be very deliberate about having that child to begin with. It shouldn't be a child who is born without um, both parents, being ready for, for for having that particular child. And as that goes with it, you realize those who are deliberate about it make provisions in expectation of a child. I mean, you find persons expecting, making um, a couple of arrangements, shopping, uh, buying diapers, uh, baby food and other things, stocking them up to make sure that when they receive that child they are expecting, it will be in a, a situation where um, the child will be well catered for. That means having the basic necessities in life, um, access to good food, quality, balanced diet, <laughs> um, having access to shelter away from other harms or ills of the environment. And then a sense of belonging. I mean, having a family to which the child, even if it's the nuclear family, um, one that the child can identify 
and then um, be supportive of if those basic ones are even provided and that kind of uh, provision have been made we can say that is the foundation or essence of uh, of having a child that is well protected okay so um looking at the Act 560 of the 1992 Constitution, mm-hmm. which talks about um, children who should be protected. And the um, 18th article is talking about a child who is in need of care and protection. Yeah. So that will come again now to who is responsible, specifically. Maybe we may think that, oh, only the parents, because you've mm-hmm. mentioned parental responsibility. Yes. But is it only that of the parents or who else should be responsible and where we think these children should even be protected. And so the first one is saying that a child in need of care and protection is one who is an orphan or is deserted by his relatives. So this is someone whom um, is being mentioned as one person who needs care and protection. Why do you think that this person should be considered as a person? Yeah, maybe (laughs) as I explained earlier, when people are deliberate about having a child, all that particular kind of factors are considered. Ideally, a child is supposed to belong to a family, having persons who would protect the child and provide for the child. Now, for that particular point, that particular section, that mentions, section mentions the fact that in the unlikely situation where the child loses, that key primary caretaker, which happens to be the nuclear family, so you realize something goes wrong in that instance. And that is where now maybe the state will have to step in because then it is realized that that particular orphan is now in need of protection. The protection that child is supposed to receive from the parents is cut off because of an un- uh, an unfortunate situation or circumstance. That happens. Yeah. Yes. So when you go through um, the whole section 18 yes. of the Act, Act yes. 560, it's also mentioned, let me just run and um, ask through a few of them. Sure. It says that a child in need of care and protection is one that has been neglected or ill-treated by the person who has the care and custody of the child. And then one who has a parent or guardian who does not exercise proper guardianship. And one who is destitute. And then also one who is under the care of a parent or guardian who by reason of criminal or drunken habits is unfit to have the care of the child and one who is wandering and has no home or settled place of abode or visible means of subsistence so these are just a few of them maybe um, as we are going on would continue to mention some of them so for people like these how do you think because for we mentioned an orphan but now we yeah. have people with parents also exactly but then they have neglected neglected the, neglected the child the guardians have neglected the child um, it, a, a certain a certain theme runs through that particular foundation the child is supposed to get. Unfortunately, is lost, and at those various points in the child's life, the child would actually be recognized as one who is in need of protection, and so um, extra or other um, forces or should I put it uh, stakeholders are supposed to come in to ensure that that particular child gets what. He or she is lacking. You can join us with your comments um, on our various social media platforms, Facebook, Curious Minds, Hyphen Ghana, Twitter at CM Ghana and Instagram at CM Ghana. I know that you have a lot of things to share when it comes to how children should be protected and even um, 
how their children should receive this kind of protection because some may come in the name of wanting to protect and rather cause that harm we are even um, running away from especially when it comes to children so for you uh uh, Ransford, yeah. talking about a child in need of care and protection, we've mentioned some of the things mm. in the section 18 of the, of the Act 516 yeah. in the 1992 Constitution. How do you think that we can all contribute to this, even before we come to specifying who is responsible at what particular time? I want to just make reference to uh, one of the should I say, subsections under the uh, section 18. That is, a child is in... A child, uh, need, need of, of care, care and protection. protection. Okay, so a child is in need of care and protection if he or she frequents the company of any reputed thief or reputed prostitute. So I think that particular uh, subsection really hits because uh, if a particular child normally frequents the company, there are some children who unfortunately find themselves in uh, communities where there are lots of, should I in quotes, criminals or bad peers. So I feel if a child is, first of all, you are unfortunately born in such a community, and your parents are normally not around. What do you do? You you normally you normally find yourself in the uh, the association of these people. So I feel, and in the long run, so they would end up influencing you if you if your parents don't step in to do something about it. So yes, the first thing is the parents have a lot to do. The parents have a lot on their hands because, as someone said, they brought they should have the intention to bring up the child in the first place. You know, you are living in this society where there are a lot of bad peers. There would, be, there would be a lot of bad peers for your child after you give birth to the child. So what measures are you putting in place to protect the child? What measures are you putting in place to help the child develop? No, nobody wants it or a child to be a criminal or a bad boy. So if you know you don't want these things, what are the measures you are putting in place? Now, two, the teachers. You also know these are this is the kind of community the child is coming from. So what sort of advice are you giving to the child? It's sometimes uh, some children feel bad when other children are treated specially from them. Uh, are treated special so i feel yes i feel we should try as much as the teachers should also try as much as possible to get in a i'm not saying this i'm not a uh, sort of um promoting special treatment and all but i feel some children also need that special treatment i'm also not, uh, special attention i'm not okay. promoting and when it comes to the communities we have a lot of good peers some of us are no i'm not saying some all of us here are good peers <laughs> <laughs> all of us here are good peers and then we know a lot of young people, a lot of children out there who are going through a lot and they need that sort of help, they need that protection. So we could, we can also do a lot about it. We can also uh, try and they, they get into bad peers because the good peers are not doing a lot for them. So yes, I think that is, that, that is it. Okay, so I'm coming to Abba. Talking about um, all of these people who are in need of um, care and protection, would you say that um, at some point, or let me put it this way, where should the care and protection be or where should a child be protected what are some of the areas maybe when it comes to the school or other places that we find children in that we think they need to even before that we can um, speak of some of the children like uh, the vulnerable children including those with disabilities girls and boys who have been placed in alternative care children who are very uprooted by conflict and then children who are um, affected by poverty and disaster and those who have even become victims of child labor so all these things especially happens in the community so some of the places i think that ransford has mentioned some the basic basic it all it all starts from the uh, the scratch it starts from the roots so as we all say charity begins at home it should start from the home 
the 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 big sisters and big brothers if the parents are not doing it as he said all of us here are like good people we people who have had the opportunity we are really good people hey. <laughs> we are not like good people. We, are good we are good people, people. <laughs> <laughs> so the home has a responsibility the school the church the church yeah. and the religious the other places um, the mosque um that's a religious institution yes, they also have a role to play because I, I i i i feel that and i know that growing up we we hold our religious um, leaders in high esteem so if we get these um the places where um, these places like the um the church institutions or the religious institutions the home the schools and even the community usually i don't know if it's still being done but if it's not done i think we can go back to it that if a child is born the child belongs to the community so if the child does anything in their community and the parent is not even around another person in the community can correct that child and i feel that we can go back to that and this if is anything, a topic for another day yes mm-hmm. if anything is happening to the child or if anything happens to the child the people in the community can even take care of their child before the parents comes in okay yes. yeah so she spoke about something i wanted to add up the community level if i remember not, not it's not like it happened okay yeah it happened actually happened when i was very very little uh, you do something bad and then someone from nowhere you don't know the person from anywhere but he's he oh my oh my then uh, i know that house then you're a bad boy, very bad boy. And then you take belts, he'll beat you at that point. Take you home. If your mom is no home, some of them really have time. They can wait for your parents to come home, report you to your parents, or they'll go, they'll come back and come and report you to your parents. And this this was uh, more or less protecting the young people, the, the children in the community from bad influence, protecting them from all sorts of abuse and everything. So I feel now people are saying, it's not my business, it's not my business. If you, it's not your business and you allow the child to go wayward, Imagine a child, uh, imagine, let me say, uh, Prissy getting in, oh, I'm using my own name. Now, <laughs> let's imagine a, a, diff- a, a child um, uh, in the influence of bad friends, probably they are thieves. And if in, in most cases, in most uh, scenarios, the child would end up also becoming a thief, following his friends. So you in the community, it's you we are coming to steal from. Who else are we coming to steal from? Because exactly. when I was little, you said you didn't care about it. And then when I, now that I'm grown... When you started, they didn't care. So if you've good. grown with it too, mm. they shouldn't care. <laughs> no, no. They, ah, if they don't care about it, in the end, I'm still coming to steal from mm. you. Yes, so, yes. so they shouldn't also care about that. That's ah, something. <laughs> yeah, so um, coming to uh, Sami, talking about the places that we need to protect children, uh, um, especially with us having to be online this time these times that we are in how can we protect children online or on the internet and then maybe in their homes and then in the schools how do we ensure that children are being protected in these areas because sometimes people think oh it is their father it is their mother then everyone is checking responsibility yes yes and yet they don't spend 24 hours with their parents at home um, some even struggle to even get a sight of their parents for, say, um, eight hours, even being at home. So that even alerts us to the fact that a lot more should be done and a lot more players come in when it comes to child protection. Like you are saying, on online spaces, um, it's not so much as the effort of the parents as it should be from other stakeholders, especially those in the regulatory space who are supposed to make sure that these online spaces are safe for everyone, including children who find themselves on it. You you even see adults falling prey to certain 
um, attacks and abuse online how much more a child who is now navigating their way through so yeah um that is what we need to realize that yes there are dangers out there and if we are going to just um leave it to parents to protect their children then we might find ourselves in a world where there will be a lot more young people who are falling victims to abuses of various kinds yes there might be parents in these spaces i mean like we are reaching out to stakeholders but we should also realize that some of these stakeholders are parents themselves and they should have a a better appreciation of some of these things that um, children are vulnerable to Um, for instance there are apps that are specifically made to prevent persons who are below a certain age from getting on and although children might be adventurous enough and try and find a way to to circumvent or go around it the the restrictions on these apps should be such that if you are you are a child at least certain questions can be asked that would bring you will find you out and then the child is protected from those dangers that they might have fallen into but we are in a case where we are not even putting in much uh, much effort into making those kind of spaces safe and even those that are out that we hear of how how are the people even being dealt with you get me it's more of oh this happened to so so and so and then people rather spread the thing online rather than somebody taking action exactly or we might even feel sad about it and that is as much as is done about that particular issue whereas a human somebody's child out there is the one that are falling victim to these things so yes whether it's in the virtual world or in the physical world these things are are happening if we are to first realize that there is the challenge that we need to begin to address then yeah we would know what particular steps have already been taken that might not be working too much and then how to strengthen those steps um let me let me just extend this to um certain areas there are certain areas that are so unsafe for young people i mean um i might begin to mention names but then we all do know there are certain areas that are unsafe and once again i say even for adults where you can be attacked your bag snatched and all that and then you find people maybe sending their children out at night to buy stuff on errands at times it's not even the person's child who maybe someone's child around and hey kweku go and buy um, um, and water for if, me. if you refuse you're in trouble you're a bad child you're, you're disrespectful the other day i sent you and you decided not to go and um in certain cases they are even sent out to engage in work that constitutes child labor on exactly. itself to sell putting that particular child in so much danger and yet unfortunately the law enforcers are seeing it and are not doing anything i might see and report but then, what is going to be done about it? Is there even a a, 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 a particular phone line I could call if I don't, I, I don't live around that place to say, oh, I spotted this particular incident. So let's make sure that it's dealt with. Whoever puts this child in that particular situation should be dealt with. But these things are happening and we are seeing them. So maybe it's a collective effort that um, if we are to address it will mean everyone coming on board to 
including everyone coming on board and that is just um how we end today's um, episode on child protection whose responsibility from all the submissions that have been given it tells that all other stakeholders should be involved in the process of protecting a child in as much as yes the parent is responsible at home in the case where the parent is not at home it means that other people should step in and ensure that the child is protected everywhere he finds himself or everywhere she finds herself and so thank you for doing the listening today and you can drop us a comment on our social media platforms facebook we have curious minds hyphen ghana twitter at cm ghana and instagram at cm ghana do join us there with your comments and so we'll come your way with another episode and my name is mavis nakoli Ayi. our executive producer has been kingsley obintre with our producer being michael tetetetedoku and my guests have been samuel kwee runs for and Abba Apietua. Thank you very much and catch you another time. Mm-hmm.